Hello everybody and welcome back once again to One Mic One Wheel, the show where we talk all things motorsport and sim racing related. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode with Jess. I see it went down very, very well indeed and she was super brave to talk about her Asperger's for the very first time. And I'm glad you guys are supporting her in the way you are. So thank you very much for that and thank you for the support that you've shown on the previous episode. We're back with episode number 13 and I've got in the box with me an admin and a league racer at the same time. He runs PSGL. He's very well known within the community. You guys all know him. It's Connor, otherwise known as Big C. Connor, you're very, very welcome to the show. Very happy to have you on. Good evening, everyone. And yeah, thanks for having me on. It's be good to get into some subjects. And yeah, thanks for inviting me on. Not a problem at all. So let's start. Um, how did you become interested in F1 originally? I don't know. I mean, F1's always sort of been in the family, but sport was primarily the sport that was primarily the one we we love was football. My dad's a Leicester fan, so I'm a Leicester fan, but I was sort of aware of F1. He had F1 on the TV occasionally, so but he's not really a hardcore fan. So yeah, I guess in 2009, at some some point early in the season, I just decided to start watching it myself. So I saw the end of the 2008 Brazilian Grand Prix. So I saw Hamilton Massa, I saw Massa lose a title. So I felt a bit emotionally attached to Massa after seeing that. So I started supporting Massa in 2009. So yeah, I was sort of aware of it, but I guess I'm the only hardcore F1 fan in my family. So yeah. And is there any particular favorite moment of yours that sticks out from F1? Uh, well, I guess since, since I've watched, I guess my favorite race was the 2012 Brazilian Grand Prix. So obviously the title decider between Vessel and Alonso. I was cheering when Vessel got to around. I thought Alonso was going to do it. Then it went either way with the Vessel getting the damage. Alonso, you know, that's my son Weber early on. I guess it was that whole day, that whole sequence of events. Obviously the ending wasn't quite what I wanted at the time, but I guess because the whole race was just amazing. And hopefully, you know, in the future we'll get hopefully close title sides like that. Yeah, and um, so how did you get started in league racing and esports in general then? Yeah, well, a short view to the past. I mean, <laughs> I've, been, I've been league racing now for like eight years and since I was 15, I'm now 23, but I just decided to start my own league, basically. Like, I wanted to originally start it in December 2010, but then PSN went down for like four months. So yeah, I just started my own league through my Facebook page, which I used to run, which was like an F11. F1 News. So it was called F1 Spy Racing League. So yeah, I just wanted to run my own league race competitively. I was on a pad then. I didn't use Break Assist at the start, but yeah, it was called F1 Spy Racing League. And yeah, I advertised it. And over a couple of months, we we got a, a grid of 12 drivers eventually. A lot of the listeners will know Joel Liana Manu as well. Also joined with Mech Joel in an open lobby. Erin joined through the Codemasters forum and it was on a Saturday at like 4 p.m. I think, and it was like 50% races on F1 2010. So it was really small. It was really niche. Uh, and But yeah, I mean, it was good fun. You know, when you're like 14, 15, you know, it was the first F1 game on the PS4. You know, it was it was, it was an unknown, and I was pretty bad, to be honest with you. But it was good fun. And, you know, I met Erin and Joel, and they're two guys I'm still talking to, still really good friends with now. So, you know, eight years talking to some of the same guys I raced like eight years ago. So then, where does PSGL come into this? Why did you decide to take up the reins of the F1 side of PSGL? Uh, I guess I guess it's been a slow rise to power. Uh, we all, I mean, Erin originally joined PSGL late in 2012, I believe. 
after Joel and I came across a couple of guys in PSG on pro clubs. They named their players, uh, I think, like Hamilton and Button. So we knew they were F1 fans. So we spoke to them. Then we heard about PSGL. So we all were still racing in my league, which was called 7th Gear Racing League, because we changed from F1 Spy. So, yeah, over time, we gradually moved over. My league died. I'm planning on going to University of Sheffield. So I thought I was retiring from league racing, so I'll do one season in PSGL, which was at the end of F1 2013. Ever since, obviously, and obviously I had a lot of success on track, but I guess my on-success ended. My on-track success ended, and I eventually got the reins, like the, the league director reins, which obviously puts me in charge of the F1 league. So, yeah, it's been a slow rise to power, I guess. I almost like a troublemaker as such, but, you know, I had strong opinions, which never really put me in line to take charge of the site. Plus, we had Tej. I know a lot of, you know, Tej Tom, who was running the leagues, and... You know, he was, he was a great, he's a great guy and PSGL is what it is today. But yeah, like I say, Aaron, Hawk and I took the reins just a year ago now of the PSGL league. So yeah, I mean, I've not been in charge of them too long. Obviously everyone thinks, oh, Big C owns PSGL, Big C's PSGL. But really, I've only been in charge for less than a year, really. So I'm just a small part of the, you know, the long history of PSGL, I guess. So what would you say is the hardest part about running a league in general? Well, I guess the hardest part is just trying to make everyone happy, you know, because there's, we've got well, we've got eight different leagues. There's a lot of members, a lot of diverse opinions. So I guess making sure everyone's happy, making sure everyone's on side, like, I guess, pretending to care that you that you care about other people's opinions. You know, obviously we get ideas and we've just got to pretend, sort of pretend that we take them on board and care, make them happy, make them comfortable. So I guess just making sure people are on side, people are happy and people are just enjoying their time here because league and it's just a small aspect of life and you know for some people it does mean a lot to them and obviously if there's issues perhaps they've got some personal issues and the league race to get away from that you know that that can be quite difficult as well so you, you know the human side is definitely you know can be quite difficult to handle depending on the person involved i guess and on the flip side of that what what would you say is the most satisfying thing about running it I think uh, seeing drive like seeing guys, seeing guys improve. I guess um, like I've seen obviously during my time in PSG, I've seen like for example Ash Best went from F six to F one, so and to F one champion to the best driver on the site. So seeing that sort of progress, seeing that sort of development, also how he's grown as a person. You know, he was quite emotional, <laughs> had a few breakdowns in F one twenty seventeen. <laughs> but I feel I feel you know I've spoken to him. I'm good friends with him now, and I feel he's like he's developed a lot. As a person, obviously his driving perhaps isn't quite at the level it was on F1 2017, but certainly as a person, I thought he's matured a lot and you know he's grown up. So it's nice to see that, I guess. So then, what are the future plans for PSGL F1? I think you know with Erin Hawk and myself, I've only been charged for less than a year, so you know we've not been able to change too much. But I guess continuing at the rate we've been going, you know, we have seven equal leagues and we also have formula forms with eight leagues so you know a couple hundred members so i guess continuing on that trajectory you know trying to ensure that we remain you know uh relevant in the the community in terms of esports so that's why we're looking at perhaps uh removing some assists for the top tier you know continuing that growth really because obviously we've seen ilr growing really quickly you know they've not been around too long but you know, fed jack he's got a good clear vision a clear plan so just trying to keep up with that and obviously AWOS lead the way in that regard. So yeah, just continuing to ensure PSG remains one of the best places to race for assist users alongside. We'll get back to Connor in just a moment. 
I hope you're enjoying the interview so far. But I just want to take a moment out of the interview to talk to you about our sponsor, LK Racing Esports Team. These are a GT Sport team that you'll be seeing my logo appearing on their cars very, very shortly. If you would like to become a member of LK Racing Esports, just send them a DM on Twitter at LK underscore racing underscore to have a chance to become a member of that wonderful team. Many thanks to them for the sponsorship, but now, back to Connor. So then, let's flash back to F1 2017, and I think, I think we can call this maybe your rise to fame. Let's talk about the F1 esports in China. Um, can you just talk us through the emotions of that race? It must have been, well, put it mildly, a roller coaster. I mean, it's obviously my most famous race and my best ever victory, but that's right. So I still can't believe it actually happened. It was just like, it was just, it was a perfect race. You know, I did everything like the strategy calls were perfect, but I never thought about doing it. Like it just sort of happened. Like it's meant to be like written in the stars, fairy tale type thing, I guess really, because you know, in the wet, I'm very poor. My AOR results were quite average. And I was 10th and 9th in the standings for two seasons before. So it was a fairy tale to obviously take the victory. Well, get disqualified, then take the victory. But yeah, during the race, it was we felt I was used to winning races. You know, I was at that time the seven-time PSQ F1 champion, so I had pedigree, albeit not in AOR. So I felt quite comfortable. But obviously, you know, I think the motion after getting disqualified, getting the win, then all the hype over Twitter. You know, it can't be unimaginable to be honest. And yeah, it was just it was crazy. Like what happened? It was just like the most perfect race you know ever, anyone could have ever had and the conditions were crazy as well but yes it's so it's so crazy that it actually happened <laughs> yeah i'd imagine um and then so how did so then how did you uh, progressing on from that how did you find the experience of competing within a live arena was it a really kind of interesting dynamic to have yeah i mean i'd say the whole f1 esports experience is one of the most you know, the best experiences of my life once i got to meet some Legends of the community. I mean, my roommate in the hotel was Noble2909 with Harry Jacks, which is like the AOR Xbox five-time champion, like arguably the goat of AOR. So I was watching his videos back on F1 2011, F1 2012. So, you know, it was amazing. Just the whole experience beating uh, Flying Finn and his brother, Tyrell Limnus and many others. So that meeting the people, meeting not idols as such, but just meeting famous people in the community was amazing then. Obviously, the event itself was crazy. All those eyes watching me, you know, the sweat. It's <laughs> not famous, but yeah, we, had to, we were presented in front of the, the cameras, in front of the fans, you know. It was just a surreal experience. And yeah, the race itself was you know, pretty poor from my side, I guess, but yeah, the whole experience, and I'll never forget it, to be honest. So yeah, it was a great honor and quite fortunate, but you know, I, I always have faith in myself, and yeah, I got there. So yeah, uh, briefly mentioned it there, but what? What was actually like meeting all the guys you raced against in real life? I mean, obviously, I was one of the few PS4 people there. It was mainly more of the bigger names on PC and Xbox. So I was a bit of an unknown compared to them. They were all like better than me. They're all more well-known than me, I guess. So I guess it was me looking up to them rather than like it was on an even playing field. But in reality, we were on an even playing field. But, you know, like I said, it was it was great meeting some of the legends of the community, such as Noble and uh, Flying Finn. 
So, and also, you were um, you worked as a freelance journalist for ESPN. So, um, can you kind of just talk us through what you did and how you found it working for such a large company with huge influence? I mean, it was it was a great honour to come out of university to get a freelance job with ESPN. Yeah, I worked originally for the Monaco and Spanish Grand Prix in 2017, and I was retained up until the end of 2018. But yeah, I mean, to come straight from university and work for, you know, the publication, the size of ESPN, to be working on their UK desk, writing articles, transcribing, liaising with, you know, the two editors there, Lawrence Emerson and Nate Saunders, you know, F1 journalists, you know, learning from them, gaining experience as well. I got to sit next to Jonathan Leshard most weeks, which who was the 2009-2010 BBC F1 commentator. So building up a link with him. It was an amazing experience. You know, I was really gutted when, unfortunately, they weren't able to keep me on for 2019 due to changes in their content structure and money as well. But I guess for any journalist to be one year old, 22-year-old, working like for ESPN, Autosport, BBC, those types of organisations, you know, it's a great privilege and great experience. And hopefully I can... Uh, get back somewhere soon so now uh, we're moving back to the virtual world once again um over the years you've been racing uh who's been your favorite teammate to drive with over the seasons well it's, it's a difficult question obviously i've been league race for eight years and i think i've done like 14 psl seasons so i've had quite a few teammates but i'll name two in particular i guess in my first league on f1 11 i partnered Aaron. obviously i've been friends with now for eight years but Aaron was miles better than me but he just know he just knows the dark arts i guess he knows the trade how to get results the stra- strategy element the wheel to real racecraft it's not all about pace and i felt he he, he taught me the ways of how to lead race to be honest because i felt my pace when i moved onto the wheel was quite solid but he helped me because he laid the groundwork for me to improve into a better driver and i think the results soon came on f1 2013 onwards and continues to come, I guess, albeit to a lesser degree. So yeah, Aaron's certainly one of my favourite teammates in the early days. More recent times, I'll say, I'll say Flying Finn in AOL uh, Season 16. So uh, the more famous Xbox Flying Finn, this is the Finnish one, who's now on PC in AOL. He's only, what, 13, 14, but as a teammate, you know, he was amazing. You know, great to talk to, good sense of humour and, you know, crazy quick. So, yeah, to get destroyed by a 13, 14-year-old all season wasn't a great experience, but, you know, it was really helpful, great to practice with and for big things in the future. So, yeah, I'd say Aaron and Flying Finn definitely are my favourite teammates from my eight years of team, uh, league racing. Now, I pull this off Twitter. It's not exactly a question, but I thought it was just funny to throw in here and put it to you. Season 13, Brazil was your fault. Discuss. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, just for a bit of context for everyone, it was me fighting for the victory against Ali K, season 13, and yeah, I don't know, me and Ali had an interesting relationship over the years, and I guess, you know, I wasn't used to fighting at the front sprints in AOR, so I think it was like lap 31, lap 32, I was leading, the, I overtook him into, yeah, turn one. But I decided <laughs> that I'd try and break test him but to give him wing damage, because I, I knew that if he got wing damage, then I'd been able to maintain a gap and basically take the victory because I tried it to his teammate Kian in practice and it worked. But yeah, Ali obviously being quite young, had good reaction time and managed to avoid it. But then obviously down the next tray, I decided that I was going quite aggressive on the defence. So I pushed him quite wide onto the grass. Then he came right. Then we collided. 
into turn four. So I got damaged. He didn't win in the race. And yeah, it all kicked off on Twitter afterwards. So there was a lot of beef after that. So yeah, I mean, when I, when I thought, at the time, I thought it was definitely my fault, but I gave him enough room. Obviously, the brake test was wrong. I, I admit, obviously, but the bit afterwards, I felt I gave him enough room on in the final phase of the incident. So it's just one of those things, you know, Ali, you know, it was a fantastic driver and it was my best chance and my, probably my only chance to win an AOR F1 race and I sort of messed it up. But, you know, I think you learn from these things and, you know, if, would I ever, would I do it again? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I just wish our brakes a little bit harder. <laughs> Who knows what, what would have happened after. But yeah, I, I take definitely most of the blame for that incident. So then on the topic of beef, um, how do you actually find the league racing community in general? Oh, I think it's definitely changed a lot since I've been in it. Now I'm like one of the older drivers, but I think generally it's all the average age is quite young, so naturally. But it depends what part you're going to. I mean, obviously I'm part of AOR, I've been part of AOR and PSVR, and honestly, I think it's of it. So I think we've got certain leagues, certain individuals in probably minor leagues cause more of the drama than there actually is, to be honest. There's always going to be incidents. I feel, yeah, it's not as bad as people like to make out, I don't think. Mm. It, just, it just depends where you race and who you involve yourself with. But obviously, now being 23, I sort of watch it and seeing it happen rather than be involved as I used to be. But yeah, I don't think it's quite as bad or as like, toxic people like to make out. And so, finally, uh, Connor, where do you see yourself being in a few years' time? Hopefully, no longer league racing because I don't want to get to 25, 26, still league racing, <laughs> Race, racing like 13, 14 year olds. But you don't, I want to be finished. I want to quit league racing esports by then. I just want to have a full time paid F1 media job, whether that's with Sky, with F1 itself, with ESPN again. I just want to be at the races or in an office covering, you know, Grand Prix on a regular basis. That's what I want to be doing for a living. And that's what I love. And I felt I've, I've done everything. I've wanted, you know, I've met some amazing people, you know, I've got some great friends, Erin, Joel, Josh, Greeny, Louis as well, Lordy, sorry, <laughs> there's, there's plenty, we've got other guys I could mention as well, but you know, I've got a great group of friends and, you know, I've met some great people, I've achieved everything I've wanted, you know, seven PSGL titles, so many wins in the top two of AOR for many years, so I felt I've completed everything I want to in league racing, so yeah, I just want to work in F1 Media now, you know, I'm ready to move on and hopefully do so because i've had a couple of interviews so fingers crossed well let's hope for you but unfortunately that's all we have time for connor thank you very much for speaking with me it's been a pleasure having you on and i wish you all the success uh down the line thank you very much for having me so that does it for episode 13 of one mic one wheel make sure to hit subscribe and hit the follow button on spotify to keep up to date when all these episodes will go live so make sure to join us next time when we have another member of the esports community sit down and talk to us about their journey through esports and where they see themselves down the line. We will see you next time out for episode 14. Thank you and goodbye.